Welcome to Gain That Tune. is going on everybody it's game that tune and we're back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we got john regan with us say hey howdy we got jesse moore say hey hey and we got david fleming the king of the show the gtt king say hey 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 king um welcome back everybody game that tune in the house once again it's episode 323 my goodness, guys, what a show it's going to be. It's uh, it's the same show that we do every week. It's Game That Tune, where we listen to video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week, it was me. Uh, the winner was me. A winner is me. And... Um, Man, oh man, you know, I, I made up my New Year's resolution this year to make the themes extra dumb, or in some cases more than one theme in a show. You know, I declared that this would be the year of the free play. Uh, clearly it won't be all free plays, but I, I wanted to give us themes broad enough that, you know, all of us would be able to find something every show. There, we would no longer have to discuss how we all struggle to find something to fit the theme. So... This week's theme, double theme. Uh, I was inspired by Jesse's pick last week. He picked Far Cry 5. And, you know, what's a, what's a Far Cry game but one where you wander around in first-person wilderness? So, this week, we've either got first-person games or we've got games with wilderness or wild areas. Something to that effect. It's, uh, it's a wide-open show, guys. Just like the wide-open wilderness that you can look around in first-person. Um, do we need to define either of these terms further for anybody? Is there is there any of the usual, like, well, what about this? Like, Johnny, do you have some fucking strange game that you're going to try and justify tonight? Well, what I want to know is, does the ocean count as the wilderness? <laughs> it's like the wilderness, but wet. Hmm. I mean, they do call it, like, the, like you know... I, f uh, I forget the term they have for it, but it's... It's the big blue wet thing. Now, I did say wild areas, so if you made a game taking place at wet and wild, um, you know, I guess that's not what I would describe the ocean as. I, You know, the ocean's pretty calm and wet. Um, you know, I would I, like to interject. Hmm. The official definition of wilderness is an uncultivated, uninhabited, and inhospitable region. So... Technically, the ocean counts as wilderness. It sure does. <laughs> yeah, you know, what is tougher to explore, truly, than the ocean? Space. Uh, space. space. Thank you. Yes. Space! <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say that. But, you know, terrestrially, what's more difficult to explore than the ocean? Um, you know, there's volcano. A, okay, yes. <laughs> if you chose a wilderness volcano, um, then, yeah, I guess that's valid, too. It's just, wow, what an untamed region this volcano is. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't anything live here? It's crazy oh. in here. Has anybody been here? <laughs> yeah, I can so barely warm. walk. 
my feet have disintegrated. Um, <laughs> Ouchies! Yeah, God, nobody hikes here. What's with all reason. these virgins getting tossed in? Yeah, yeah. I love this place. Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's fucking that volcano up, man. Uh, Tom Hanks uh, against the volcano. That famous movie. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's games in which you play in the first-person perspective. So many shooter games are on the table. It's games with wild or wilderness areas. Uh, you know, almost any game taking place in nature, I think, is kind of valid for this one. So I'm looking forward to it, guys. I think it's going to be a fun show. Uh, we get to, you know, show our outdoorsy side or show our side that uh, views things with eyes. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be good. So we got five fantastic games. We got a great fan request, and uh, Johnny, I just say we uh, we jump right into it, man. So let's uh, let's just head out onto that wild green yonder for uh, you know, game one. Game one. Some people still say wild green yonder. <laughs> So, uh, fun fact, 
This is the only Nintendo Entertainment System game to receive a rating from the Entertainment Software Ratings Board on its original release. Who's got some uh, answers? I don't. Oh, oh wait. man, do I? I was gonna respond as if you said guesses, but you said answers, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, I got my finger on the hat trick button. Okay. Wait on Jesse Silsi. David says Mortal Kombat NES. That is incorrect. Jesse <laughs> says Goomba's Gone Wild, which I wish was real. And then John has a correct answer of Wario's Woods. Of course. This is Wario's Woods for the NES. The bizarre puzzle game that I tried playing on the Nintendo Switch Online service recently, and I don't understand how this game works at all. <laughs> like, I was very confused. It's a wild game, guys. <laughs> I mean... I don't see what the problem is. It's really straightforward. It's Wario's Woods. You play as Toad, and you like stack little pig monsters and bombs. Yeah, where's like the confusion? Right, it's on brand it for Wario. It seems like a, a lot of violence for you for a game where you play as Toad. Like I don't like. Oh, I Toad'll get, shank a motherfucker. <laughs> I get Doctor Mario. You're killing viruses with pills or whatever, but like. You seem to be bombing little dudes, and I don't fully understand why or what they did. Why are you bombing them? There's a lot of questions I have about this game. And the controls make no goddamn sense. <laughs> I was very lost. And, uh, yeah. This is also, in addition to being the only NES game to get the ESRB rating, um, it was also the last officially licensed NES game to come out in uh, North America. Yep. That's how least, I figured that one out. It's like, well, if on, if this was the only game to ever be rated by the ESRB for the NES, then it must be the last NES game, Wario's Woods, of course. <laughs> Wasn't it released in, like, 93 or something? Oh, maybe. later. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Late. <laughs> Real <Yeah>. late. <laughs> the North American release was December 10th, 1994. So Jesus. Almost God. 95. Yeah. No, that's... Uh, it makes you wonder why bother. Um, why would you still be putting out, you know, and especially, you know, we recently talked on Game That Tune Gems about some releases from January of 1993 and how it's insane and stupid that they were putting out games like Overlord and Break Time, the National Pool Tour for the NES, you know, just crappy games that, you know, they feel like they, I don't know, they didn't pour it up to the SNES. Why? 
you know, it's it's one thing for companies, you know, third-party companies to be doing that. But why was Nintendo doing that? <laughs> like, why was Nintendo putting any effort into releasing an NES game in December of 1994? Like, because I believe there was also an SNES version of this. Um, there was a Satellaview version of this. Like, oh. so we didn't get it in the U.S. Was there a Game it Boy only... version of it? A what? A Game Boy version. No, the only platforms I see listed are NES. Wikipedia says Super NES, but I'm I'm pretty certain it was only Satellaview, unless maybe I'm missing out on. Mm. Um, maybe there was a Super Nintendo. You know I, mean? I, 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 I feel know. like there was a Super Nintendo version. Uh, but I yeah. was gonna say, you know, the uh, the better money would have been spent fucking developing it for uh, Game Boy, and then putting it out as a game that goes with the Super Game Boy, like mm. rather than uh, fucking bother with the NES version at all. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's bizarre. Uh, maybe it's just really easy to take Super NES games and make them for NES. Yeah, but if if it were the, if that were the case, then they would have been doing that a lot more in the uh, yeah. the time where NES and SNES kind of overlapped each other. Um, oh yeah, for those three four years, yeah, where they <laughs> released a lot of fucking games. Um, I mean, to be fair, this is 1994, so this is the height of Wario's popularity. Mm. So Nintendo really wanted to capitalize on it by releasing a game in which Wario appears for like 45 seconds. Yeah. So, I mean, David, have you played more of Wario's Woods? Did you understand it? Oh, I've played it. Yeah. I definitely didn't understand it. Right. Um, as, as It's been a hot minute. Because um, I remember, I think I downloaded this for the Wii Virtual Console. Okay, me um, too. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that got duped into doing that. You know, I'm fucking, there's $6 I'm never getting back. Because I was like, the last NES game? I want to play this. Yeah. And it turns out I didn't. And it's, um, it's starring Wario. It's Wario's Woods. That draws you in. Wario's kind of fun. And they don't make many, very many games starring Wario. Well, and it's weird because, like, you play as Toad. Okay, weird choice. Mm-hmm. At least for a game called Wario's Woods. Called Wario's Woods yeah. um, and as you're like playing the puzzle in the section of a tree, there's a little profile picture that's Birdo, and then like as you mess up, it turns to Wario and it gets harder. So ah. it's like, wait a minute, like why is Wario even in this game? Like, hmm. what? Wario's only there as a specter of failure. Basically, but, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, everything's going great. If you see Birdo, if you start failing, then Wario shows up and fucks everything up. Uh, this, I mean, I know we were talking about, like, why didn't they put this on Game Boy or Super Nintendo or whatever, but I feel like this definitely seems like the last NES game Nintendo put out. So they're like, we need to get one more game out. Let's make a quick puzzle game. Who's going to be in it? Like, oh, like Mario, yeah. Peach, and Yoshi? What if we no. get a Yoshi Birdo, puzzle game? <laughs> Wario, and Toad. Good. Yeah, we already did Yoshi and Yoshi's Cookies, so we probably should go with one of these other guys that we introduced recently. Yeah, yeah. It's Wario's Woods. It's not a Kirby game that takes place inside of a large tree where you rearrange things. No. It's Wario's goddamn woods. I mean, you yeah. And yes, Johnny, so there were official SNES and NES releases of it. The Satellaview thing also was uh, something that came later. But um, Okay. Yeah. Absolutely bizarre. 
And I also, do like bizarre that. that this is your choice, Johnny, because, I mean, I know that we said wild areas, but, like, where are the titular woods? <laughs> this game really, <laughs> it should be called Wario's fucking trunk. Like, it's, Oh, that's a whole different game. Yeah, exactly. Wario's hollowed out tree. I mean, Wario's like... Wario's fat dumper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dumpy starring Wario. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd be in yeah. favor of that. Um, if, if the whole I'm game took up a list place, of... I mean, seriously, if the whole game took place inside Wario's ass, as opposed to a hollowed-out tree with Toad inside of it, I'd be in favor of it. I mean, it would make as much sense as whatever this is. I mean, like, I just, I simply don't understand it. Why, why invoke Wario? Why invoke the woods? I mean, like, you know, the screenshots, you know, these don't scream wilderness to me. They scream Mario World. There's there's the hills with little eyes on them in the background. And you're just inside of a tree. It's, you um, <laughs> I don't know. Not all, not all that wild. <laughs> I do appreciate that, like, Wario first appeared in, what, 92? In six golden coins. Mm-hmm. So this game was like very new in Wario's career, and already they were establishing Wario and bombs together. Yes, because like that's a key part of his character. He was in that weird Bomberman spinoff yeah. with Wario. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like they've lost the bombs over time, and you know, kind of it's going more towards his ass. Um. You know, Which is a bomb. They just kind of merged the two uh, yeah. over time. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's a series of unusual and confusing choices. I'm confounded by this game. It's And, and I'm thinking about, too, like how there was more red tape on this game than previous NES games because they had to get an ESRB rating. They had to go <laughs> through that process. That's even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this took some effort to now, put out. Do you think it's possible that they were developing this game to take place strictly inside of Wario's giant dumper? And the SRB came into existence, and Nintendo's like, well, fuck, we gotta change this. <laughs> like, you know, you can't make a game that takes place inside of an anus. Man, this, is, this is crazy <laughs> that we even thought we could. Yeah, I mean, you won't, you won't get the kids to adults rating if you do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Classic KA. <laughs> It's good for kids to adults. Yeah. Sorry, Jesse, what was that? Oh, it's too late. It's okay. okay. <laughs> um, I do like to imagine Shiggy, like, at the headquarters. Like, God damn it. If we had just released this the year before, right. it would have been fine. Yeah. Now we got to retool the whole thing. Oh, God, man, fucking this whole thing up. I'm telling you, this character, he's a nasty, nasty boy, and I want nasty <laughs> games. Shiggy missed the whole nasty train thanks to the ESRB in Mortal Kombat. He was re- he was primed and ready to go. And then They had a whole marketing campaign laid out. God, multi-year, yeah. multi-console <laughs> idea of mm-hmm. Nasty Boy Wario. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was that was going to be the ads for it. Like, you remember those old ads for Wario Land where, like, Wario would come and try to hypnotize you to hate Mario? It was the same ad, except his head was coming out of his ass. Can you imagine, <laughs> like, the 90s comic book and magazine ads we would have gotten if they were able to, f- like, commit to the nasty fucking Wario pad? Like... Oh, God. <laughs> it just would have been absurd and disgusting. Uh, I would have loved it. 
you know, it, it was <laughs> it was like, you know, they were catching the tail end of Garbage Pail Kid Mania, and they were coming in with Wario, the worst Garbage Pail Kid, and, <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> Oh man, they uh, they could have had something. Nintendo missed their fucking attitude era. <laughs> would have been would have been gross. Would have been fantastic. <laughs> but mm. uh, instead, you know, we got a good clean cut company that makes friendly games that you know don't get uh, don't get particularly nasty. They wouldn't get nasty for years after this. Yeah, you know, it set them back in the nastiness. <laughs> yeah, that ESRB really fucked up their plans, man. Mm-hmm. As it did for many many developers. Yeah, you know, uh, we were uh, we were all ready for the nasty '90s and the ESRB fucking they ruined the whole thing, man. They blew it. But <laughs> nasty God, I mean that was what the uh, you know people don't know this, but early on the N and N64 stood for nasty. <laughs> yeah, you know, 64 <laughs> times nastier than the previous system. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So no, that's uh, sorry, Johnny. Um, <laughs> I don't think you need to get game over because the game takes place in the woods. But also, I mean, God damn it, man! <laughs> you know, so you chose this, I assume, and then you pulled up your Switch and played it. To, yes. Yeah. You know, okay. So you, you know, for once, Johnny's played the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'm assuming I played this you played for about less than ten minutes. Yeah, about ten minutes. Before <laughs> I just got fuddled and confused and just switched to Goldeneye. <laughs> That's what happened to me when I bought it on the Wii Virtual Console fifteen fucking years ago or whatever. <laughs> like it's you know. Simply not fun. <laughs> a confounding and shitty puzzle game. And, you know, not enough Wario. Could be nastier. So, you're right to uh, not play it. But Nintendo, they would also be not... They would be right to never try to give this to people again. Like, nobody asks. Nobody wants it. Nobody. And yet, here they are. Yeah. <laughs> putting it out for Switch. As nasty as they want to be. <laughs> game 2.
All right, guys. So, uh, in this game, <clears throat> sorry, in this game, if the player attempts to use a powerful weapon on the final boss, it will be removed from the player's inventory and cause the final boss to mockingly laugh at the player and unleash their most damaging attack. In the remastered version of the game, these powerful weapons simply miss the boss or do very little damage. Alright guys, who is feeling great? I'm feeling pretty good. Good. I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, also good. 
Answers are popping up. Johnny says Wario's Woods. I'm assuming you mean the SNES version. Sadly, incorrect. Uh, Jesse says uh, Steve Irwin, 64. He's on the right track. He's he's in the wild department. Uh, David says merely to rock. Uh, yeah, I'll give David a point on that. It's Turok Dinosaur Hunter for the N64. Mm-hmm. Um, David, you want to give him, uh, give him your best Turok? Give him an I am Turok? Um, considering that Turok is an indigenous person, no, I would not like to do an imitation of Turok. Ooh, no, I don't think that really informs their personality or their, you know, call in the game particularly uh, heavily. But, you know, that's fine, David. Well well played. You know, you, uh, you, you juke your way out of that one. Uh, you've unmired yourself in that controversy before it even got you. Um... So then you probably didn't play Turok Dinosaur Hunter because you didn't want to imitate an indigenous person, right? I play... Turok 2 had the cerebral bore, right? It sure did, baby. I played Turok 2. Right. I don't think I played Turok 1. No, Turok 1 didn't have multiplayer, <laughs> so we didn't play it as much as Turok 2. Uh, and then that would be why. Yep, exactly. Uh, Turok Dinosaur Hunter, you know, it's a fine, fine game. Um, more of a more of a wild game than uh, than its sequels. You know, the sequels kind of go off in some crazy alien directions. Uh, this one, you know, you, you got to start somewhere. Uh, oh. This game, it's pretty fun, man. It you know, it's severely dated, obviously. Yeah, especially in the Nintendo no, 64. not an N64 game. As we're all relearning this week with GoldenEye, turns out some of these N64 shooters maybe don't hold up as well as we once thought they did. Um, it's uh, it's pretty fun. You know, I like the I like the vibe of the game. I like the you know the setting. I like that it's you know you're a guy and you're walking around in first person fighting dinosaurs. I, you know, I honestly, I, I kind of forgot that they did like a remastered version of it. I, I would kind of like to pick that up. Like, I think this game would work better, not only on a more modern system, but with a more, I want to, I don't know, like a modern knowledge of what it takes to play these games. Like, you know, they, uh, I was reading a little bit on like Tarak's, uh, you know, wikis and stuff, getting ready for the show, kind of refreshing my memory. And one of the things they mentioned is that, you know, this is kind of a Doom-inspired game. Uh, and I was like, okay, so it's first person. It's like, no, the, the game really wants you to, like, kind of stay in motion constantly and don't stop to fucking aim or do anything. I'm like, now, hold on, man. We're playing a Nintendo 64 first-person shooter. You can't really just... You can't be constantly moving. Like, there's simply no way to do that effectively, which might explain why... This game wasn't particularly great on the Nintendo 64, but would be pretty good on a, you know, a remastered thing. Like, the moving and looking with twin sticks would, uh, you know, really, really help this game out a lot. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a great, like, uh, like I said, setting and kind of, I, I don't want to say great story. It's not a fantastic story. It's a guy fighting dinosaurs, and the dinosaurs are being turned from dinosaurs into bionosaurs by some external force that's... You know, given cybernetic enhancements to dinosaurs, 
it's you know it's not a fantastic story, but it lends itself to some fucking cool shooting action. Uh, John, you just described a best screenplay winner minimum, <laughs> if not best picture. Was I just describing Avatar: The Way of Water? No, I, uh, <laughs> I think it's Turok Dinosaur Hunter. It's <laughs> a great story. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's a great you know, it's good bones of a story, dinosaur bones. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> like it, it would take a, a good hand to really flesh this out into anything resembling a good story. But, uh, yeah, just being plopped down in the jungle with a fucking knife and a bow and arrow, and then you fucking start encountering dinosaurs, that's fucking dope! That's why they got that's you to fucking... scary! It's why they got you to rent this shit back in the day. It's like, alright, yeah, you know, this guy hunts dinosaurs? Sweet. You know, it didn't say on the fucking cover, like, Turok, you know, Bionosaur Hunter, or fucking Turok, you know, alien uh, rub up against her. It, like, it's fucking... Yeah, it starts you out with dinosaurs, and then it reveals itself over the course of the game to be something more and something crazier. David, did you ever actually play Turok Dinosaur Hunter? You're kind of our dino guy around here. I'm pretty sure I said I played the second one, but okay. didn't play the first so one. You, yeah, okay. But So the dinosaurs weren't enough to lure you into this world. Are you aware of, you know... The uh, like the dinosaurs, in- yes, dinosaurs yes, I am. in general. Okay, so give me a give me a quick rundown on the features of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. So um, the Tyrannosaurus Rex is not the largest, but one of the most famous land carnivores of all time. Um, they would get to oh god, um, I think about like eighteen feet in length. They would usually weigh like. Ten and a half, two tons. Mm-hmm. Um, they were. It's debatable if they were scavengers or predators. Um, I think the current consensus is that they did a little bit of both. Sure. Um, but given the fact that they have um, very strong muscular neck, not super strong muscular arms, so they were known to like smash into things mm-hmm. um, as an attack, and obviously their gigantic jaws would uh, grip things to tear flesh apart or just snap necks, basically. Right now. All that, what if on top of all that that you just said, there was a, like an evil external force that gave a Tyrannosaurus Rex a laser eye like Kano from Mortal Kombat and the ability to breathe fire and, and long arms with sharp claws on the end? Um, I believe that external force would be called awesome. Yeah, the coolest motherfucker on the planet. Why are we trying to kill this guy? He's clearly doing great things for these dinosaurs. Like, John, again, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're just describing the plot of one of the Jurassic World movies. Right. Oh, I mean, I'm, I fully am at this point. <laughs> like, you know, he turned it into the I-Rex from Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, the, the boss, or the final boss of the game is this guy called the, the campaigner who is... Uh, bionically or cybernetically enhancing these dinosaurs and uh so you're having to fight fucking cybernetically enhanced dinosaurs which is pretty fucking dope and yeah his uh his pet t-rex uh thunder i believe is his name is a fucking t-rex with a kano face and he breathes fire and he has long arms with long claws i mean like that sounds like the most badass motherfucker ever like you know it's uh it's tough killing these things. Not only because the game's hard to play, but because it's like, well, that's the coolest motherfucker ever. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to kill this poor thing. Like, he's an abomination. But, like, 
a sick ass abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, can I, where's the option in this game rather than kill it? Like, where's the where's the tranquilizer option where I can like tame <laughs> these creatures and befriend them? Um, it needs kind of a non-violent mode. Because, like, you know, I know he's a dinosaur hunter, but, like, there's also got to be, there's got to be an animal lover in there in Turok, you know? Like, you know, is, is he really fighting the animals? Is he fighting the dinosaurs? Or is he fighting back against the campaigner for fucking, you know, uh, his perversion of the natural world? I, I would argue that his real beef is with the campaigner, not so much with the dinosaurs. But I mean, I would say Turok is fighting the dinosaurs, but only in the sense of to survive like right. he doesn't have a personal grudge against the dinosaurs but they're going to kill him so he's kind of got to fight back see yeah that's the thing i mean i guess the more appropriate title if you want to make turok a friend of the dinosaurs would be like turok dinosaur survivor less you know less than dinosaur hunter dinosaur hunter implies well actually no jesse your answer kind of speaks to this you said steve Irwin 64 they called him the Crocodile Hunter. You never really saw him fucking up any crocodiles on that show. He was kind of a friend of no. nature. No, he would, you know, he would fuck with them. Right. Like, but it like was finger more of shit, a, but he wouldn't, like, you like, know, fucking kill them. No, no, he would just, you know, look. He was more, I mean, if anyone was getting killed, it was going to be him. Right. And, like, <laughs> yeah. he was, you know, the crocodiles were not in any danger at all. Like... So he was not like he was hunting them to show people like like right. you know hey look uh, there's a a crocodile over there I'm gonna go grab its tail mm. isn't that funny guys I guess there's more to hunting <laughs> yes. than merely finding something and killing it yeah uh, but maybe Steve Irwin should have done a little bit more of the latter and survived uh, yeah maybe if he had been a little bit more Turok a little less Steve Irwin maybe we'd still have him. Hmm. Well, well, like I don't think the problem is that he was a crocodile hunter. I think the problem yeah. is that he tried to apply crocodile hunting to a stingray. It's, it's a, a different, stingray it's a different animal. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he's not Steve Irwin stingray toucher. He's fucking yeah. the crocodile hunter. He never should have gotten involved with those stingrays. That would have been way smoother for him. Hey, I mean, man, you know, I, I would like to see a new Turok in which he's having to fuck with stingrays the whole time. Um... Like it, it would kind of be like the way of crikey. water. It would be, it'd be like Avatar: The Way of Water. Fucking Turok goes to the ocean and just has to fuck with big stingrays that are getting cybernetic enhancements. But so, Johnny, you're the uh, marine biologist around here. What's the what's the best way to cybernetically enhance a stingray? Um, <laughs> I think the best way to cybernetically enhance a stingray is to. Um, so stingrays famously don't have skeletons. So if you gave it a cybernetic skeleton. Um, oh, stingray with body would, armor. <laughs> yeah, like basically give it like an exoskeleton of a flexible body armor. Okay, wait, no, hold um, on, Johnny. What about an endoskeleton made out of like adamantium? What if it, the stingray plus Wolverine? Oh, okay, yeah, Wolverine. <laughs> or <laughs> I'm so mad at both of you. Like, how do you cybernetically enhance a stingray? You give it jets and homing missiles. Did we learn nothing from Mega Man X4? Well, see, that's the thing. Johnny was thinking more of, like, just a natural stingray, not so much a robot built to resemble a stingray. 
And, you know, he was kind of thinking just, you know, in the broad broad terms of things. But, yes, no, the answer, like, you know, again, does a T-Rex need a Kano face and fucking the ability to breathe fire? No. Like, yes. You know, yes. It's dope that it gets it. So, yeah, no, you got to go with the coolest thing. So a skeleton, wow, very, you know, good for something for a Stingray Johnny. No, you got to... You gotta dream a little bit bigger, darling. You gotta fucking give that thing Ooh. some homing missiles and like uh, Ooh, bionic legs, or stilts. Yeah, so oh, man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some sort of high-powered vacuum, perhaps. It just comes up out of the water. Yeah, and you're like, what is? Th- a is fucking- that a stingray on stilts? A, a, How is a it- tail that it can fire, and then like uh, like a, a homing tail, like. What if what if a stingray's tail was like Yondu's arrow from Guardians of the Galaxy, where you could control it via whistling? Um, nah, that's cool and all, but I'm still on the stilts, man. Yeah, the stilts are where it's at. No, the stilts. The stilts is it. You can't. That's the best idea to enhance a stingray. <laughs> Get it up to the surface with some stilts. Someone's gone too far. Oh, science. That thing would fuck Turok up, man. You would never know. You'd never see this thing coming. <laughs> That's oh, what man. Steve Irwin was trying to warn us about. Yeah. You know, I saw it. It was trying to stand on several, you know, several legs. <laughs> They're still. Oh, crikey! Uh. <laughs> Tell the world. Tell the world about yeah. the still. The stingrays May. destroyed the footage of themselves test driving those stills. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just imagine the stingray gets a career at your local uh, Ren Fair as like one of those people walking on stilts. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is a very Monday life. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine charismatic? Oh yeah. Could you imagine that guy had a Fourth of July parade dressed up like Uncle Sam with the giant stilt legs? Yes. Uncle Sam smells like the ocean. Oh yeah. Yeah, he sucked oh, me off Jesus. when I wasn't even paying attention, man. I love this guy. <laughs> oh my god, oh. fucking Taylor in the chat. Steve washes up on the beach with a stilt through his chest. <laughs> Oh, so we are going to do that. It wasn't, even oh, a, it wasn't even a stingray sting. He just got stabbed with the stilt. <laughs> oh, uh, yep. R.A.P. Um, yeah, no, rest in peace, uh, Steve Irwin. You should have fucking yeah, killed that. Should have killed that stingray back. Um, that's but, a cerebral uh, bore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Should have drilled into that stingray's head with <laughs> that sweet, sweet brain juice. Um, but yeah, um, Truck Dinosaur Hunter is cool. You uh, you use cool weapons to blow up dinosaurs, <laughs> uh, and if you try to use those big weapons on the final boss, it's kind of fucked up. It doesn't work. <laughs> like, it's kind of fucked up. That's the only thing I want to address about the actual game. You get to the final boss, which is hard enough because this is a Nintendo 64 first-person shooter game, and then it's like, oh, you want to use the nuclear fusion gun on him? And you, like, shoot him with it, and he just it misses, and he laughs at you and takes it away from you. It's like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, <laughs> Who would ever think that would be the way this game would go? <laughs> like, uh, I love shit like that. It's oh, I'm up, all in. Like, <laughs> it just means you're, you're just going to get so many game overs on that final boss and have to, like, fucking, you know, restart or reload. And then it's like, all right, fine, fine, fine. I won't use the nuclear fusion gun. I'll use the four-way rocket launcher, the quad rocket launcher. And no, that does the same thing. Like, so what the fuck are you supposed to fight the final boss with? A goddamn bow and arrow, a hunting knife? Yeah, hell yeah! Like it's fucked up. It's a giant cyborg that's turning dinosaurs into robots. You have to shoot him with a bow and arrow. Like, you know, God, you'd have to be some kind of fucking 
crazy ass dinosaur hunter to try and pull some shit like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, the game uh, it's cool. It's first person and it's jungle wilderness type uh, type shit. So just uh, just saying, sometimes guys, when uh when your boy comes up with a double theme, he chooses a game that satisfies both parts of that theme. So um, yeah, we're not gonna top Stingray on stilts though, guys. That's uh terrifying terrifying thing to imagine calculating <laughs> game three there we go
Hey, gentlemen, put on your thinking caps. This is the fourth platformer to feature this character, the third game in this series, and the second game to use this title structure. gentlemen uh who has their guesses and or answers me yes mm. all right uh then let's see him also i'd like to take this moment to say uh this was not planned so uh <laughs> jesse says super jane goodall which is a game i wish existed um john says stingray circus starring wario sadly <laughs> incorrect John Regan has the correct answer. This is Wario Land 2. What? So this is the fourth platform platformer to feature Wario. Uh, of course, him appearing in Super Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins um, first, uh, before he was a playable character. This Ooh. is the third game in the Wario Land series, and this is the second game to be called Wario Land, because the first game was Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land. And then, cool. don't, don't forget the Virtual Boy. So Virtual Boy was Wario Land. And then, and then this, this was Var Wario Land 2. So is this a sequel to the Virtual Boy game or the Super Mario Land 3 game? You know, Johnny, I'm glad that you asked that because it's kind of neither. Um, <laughs> this is the first Wario Land game that kind of established the Wario Land <clears throat> formula. Um, because Virtual Boy Wario Land and Mario Land 3 were sort of basic 
platform games where you're Wario, so you have a shoulder charge, and you unlock, like, different helmets that give you abilities, like shooting fire and shit like that. But this was the first time where the levels became more, like, puzzle-themed, and it was less about just getting to the end, and more about figuring out how to get through areas. Uh, this was the first game where Wario could not die. Um, you could lose coins, but if you got hit by an enemy, it would just turn you into a different form of Wario. So, like, if a fire-breathing enemy hit you, you would turn into Fire Wario, or if you got smashed, you would turn into Flat Wario and could slip under narrow crevices and whatnot to explore new areas. Um, so it became more of like a puzzle platformer, where you're just kind of exploring and figuring out how to get to different areas. Um... Of all the different transformations, my favorite is probably Woozy Mario. Um, Woozy there are little Woozy Wario. Thank you. Ah. So there are little penguin enemies that throw bowling balls, and if they hit you, they kind of stun you and make you all like, oh, oh, oh. Um, you breathe little bouts of toxic gas, and you can only be cured of it if you land in water. So in the original Japanese version, they threw pints of beer, and it was Drunk Wario. Dope. <laughs> nice. But I'm sadly, they got rid of it for America. But yeah, Drunk Wario is amazing. <laughs> David, like can you do that recreation of what Wario is like again, after he gets hit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, it. like, if you look at the sprites... He like staggers back and forth and like just kind of like flails his arms. It's okay. it's great. You know what's funny about that is as drunk as I've gotten, I've never like flagged my arms around, flailed my arms around because I was so drunk. Johnny, Johnny, well, Johnny, please, you know, not that you can remember. Uh, so I I've seen very very drunk Johnny before. <laughs> you are not aware of what you do. <laughs> Just saying. So can I take a quick aside to tell a personal story? Oh, I, I guess. So it was during Johnny's bachelor party. Um, after everybody got completely smashed, we went back to the house. Uh, there was like an Airbnb that we had rented everything. I woke up at like six o'clock the next morning and the oh, house no. was mostly empty. And I found Johnny's sister, Michelle. I was like, Michelle, where is everybody? She said, well, everybody went home. I said, how? <laughs> yeah, it was impressive. You, know, you can you can walk a lot of places in St. Augustine. Um, but yeah, Johnny, uh, for Johnny's bachelor party, did kind of wobble his way straight into bed, and then David wobbled into the same bed. So, it was, uh, it was a sweet night. Which is weird, because Johnny wound up on the couch in his <laughs> underwear. Right. Which, so that really just lend, you know leads me to wonder what it is about you that makes you undesirable to share a bed with. If Johnny passed out in a bed and then you joined him in a bed and then he ended up almost naked on the couch instead. <laughs> what did you oh, do, Oh, no, Dave? guys. So I have this weird awareness of when I'm in bed and too drunk that I'm like, I got to get out of this bed because I'm going to make this miserable for the other person in here and I will go to seek somewhere and else. Fuck and just get nasty with it. <laughs> I thought it's called we were Wario about Syndrome, the, Johnny. We were talking about the flailing limbs. When you guys found me on the couch, I wasn't just like laying on the couch like a normal person. I had 
a, like one leg and one arm over the back of the couch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, like I was like a starfish on that thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there are few things in my life that I regret. One of them is breaking the heart of my high school girlfriend. <laughs> and one of them is not taking a picture of you like draped over the back of that couch. Because I remember stumbling out of the bedroom, looking up, seeing that and like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> So yeah, I guess it all comes from a circle. I do actually feel my arms around when I'm very drunk. Yeah, you do. So, I mean, um, I'll, I'll share some pictures in the Discord of uh, you know you and I drunk together. Yeah, it'll be and good. while you're sharing those pictures, um, we can continue talking about Wario Land too. Um, God, what are the odds that you and Johnny both chose a Wario game tonight? What the fuck's going on right now? You know, as, as God is my witness, this was not planned, but um, I started thinking about games with wilderness, and the third area is the Maze Woods, where you're in the middle of, like, a lost woods trying to explore, like, amongst all these trees and wilderness areas. And I was like, yeah, we should talk more Wario Land, because Wario Land's a great series, and I enjoy WarioWare, but... I'm sad we're not getting more Wario Land games. Yeah, no, I'm sad uh, about that, too, because, like, uh... I mean, was the last Wario Land game, was it Shake It? It was. God, man, that game's great. And, like, it, it is. is. It established an unsustainable level of greatness for the series. Like, you know, so many greatly animated fucking, like, Wario sprites. Obviously, like, you know, that game was a labor of love. But, like, it just, it's so good. And so fun, and so, like, detailed and awesomely animated that, like, yeah, I can see why they just don't go back and do it again. But, like, man, they gotta bring Wario Land back in some way. They should. Um, and especially because, like, I love Shake It, but it didn't really have the, like, weird transformations that you would get. Like, there was no zombie Wario. There was no, like... I'm trying to think of more. I'm gonna go back to like smashed flat Wario. Like yeah, there's like stung by a bee Wario, where he puffs up and becomes like light, and you can float like a balloon. Um, yeah. They, you know. See, there should be more shit like that. Yeah. Wario really is like the strangest cartoon character of a fucking Mario character. He is. He's, He's a fun character too. Yeah. Yeah, he should get more games. I mean, besides the Wario Land games, I mean, when's the last fucking Wario game? Was it fucking was it a Wii U game? Did they come out with a Game and Watch or a, was Game and Wario Wii U? Have they come out with a WarioWare-ish game since then? They have. Um, okay. Uh, there track. was a there's a WarioWare on Switch. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um but the the interesting thing about that is you play as the characters who have been sucked into the game. Mm. So, like, it's not just, you know, push A to pick nose. Like, you're playing as Wario and Mona and whatnot, like, in the micro game trying to do the thing. Um, it's actually pretty fun, but it did kind of, like, fly under the radar. Um, and again, it was a, a WarioWare game on Switch, Whereas the last Wario Land game was back in 2008. Yeah, like, fuck that. We need more Wario Land. We do. 
Because, yeah, I kind of like that it becomes, it's a puzzle platforming game in which you can't die and you just kind of got to figure your way through it. And it's about, you know, properly traversing the levels and making your way out, things like that. I mean, you know, they really tried a lot of unique mechanics in the Wario Land games that I would like to see either re-implemented into Mario levels or, yeah, make some fucking new Wario Land games. Well, it's one of the cool things where it's like, this is a Mario game. You know what you have to do. This is a Wario game. We're going to throw some weird shit exactly. at you. Yeah, you're not really clear on what you have to do. <laughs> it's good. Um, it's real good. Now, how game th- four. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was our transition. I mean, you know, David, was it our transition? I mean, I don't really have anything to say other than Wario Land 2 is great. The Game Boy Color version of it is available on the 3DS eShop. Download it in the next couple days before you're never able to download it again from the 3DS eShop. David, how would this game play in first person? Do you think a Wario Land game would work in first person? You know, I think a first person Wario game would be really cool because I'm imagining, obviously, Wario has to have some kind of, like, grenade or bomb launcher as a weapon but then you can also just like shoulder charge so you have like a quick like push forward attack and that'd be interesting in first person see it'd be kind of crazy to use his grenade or bomb launching attack in first person because you have to assume that it's his ass and so do you get to aim the ass or do you have to like kind of face away from your uh, your target in first person mode in order to aim the grenade or bomb that would be really the question playing a first-person Wario game. See, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's a first-person game, but left and right are reversed because your point of view is a mirror that you have in front of you to aim your ass. True. Okay. Yeah. They're, you're you're overcomplicating it, guys. You just just play as the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play, as, play in ass mode. <laughs> Rather than seeing through Wario's eyes, you, you look through his ass the entire time. <laughs> it's yeah, you know, it's one way to play it, man. It's it's challenging, but yeah, you, know, you can get through it. His ass. <laughs> Game four. There's the transition.
Alright, um, so this game um, was uh, often uh, described as, in one of its first uh, uh, iterations of the game, it was um, often referred to as Fruit Ninja in Space. Um, Space! There you go. And as uh, the development processed, the, and the team was inspired by uh, the beach of Alang in uh, India, where hundreds of workers uh, were working on dismantling abandoned cargo ships. So they went another direction with their game. Let's see some answers. I'm so confident. I know my answer is right, so I'm gonna wait. Okay. Oh, John, God, you took that long. <laughs> I was writing draw. an actual what? answer. That I was like, it I looks like this. a fucking bone or something. <laughs> okay, John, with a horrible medical condition. Listen, listen. Man, uh, this is this is streets ahead of any penis John Regan's ever drawn, man. I don't want to hear da- it. <laughs> David has drawn what appears to be a stingray on stilts, um, <laughs> which will count for this round. And um, 
And uh, Johnny has the correct answer. Hard Space Shipbreaker. I guess it looks like it hasn't been washed. I don't know. Who washes their penis? Me. You know what? Don't answer <laughs> I, that. I, I, I don't want to. Every I don't, day. I don't want more information. I don't want anything else to add out of the show. I actually have kind of an OCD, and I wash my penis too much. It's actually a real problem. Oh yeah, you scrubbing it's off all that burn. dead skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just acid smooth on this penis. <laughs> Just like how the lady's like, it's soft and smooth. Yeah, dipped in acetone and perfectly glossy. <laughs> I I don't know that the ladies like it soft, but you do you. So I'm sorry, Jesse. What, what game is this? I literally <laughs> miss you saying what this is. It's it's called Hard Space Shipbreaker, um, and it's it's a pretty neat uh, game. It's a you are um, you've signed up for this weird work program, and so they like clone your DNA and stuff that way um, because the job is very dangerous. Uh, if you die during your job, they can just clone you and be like, okay, you're back. Um, but unfortunately, all that costs a lot of money, so you have to pay back the debt while you're working. Um, and so it. basically your job... Yeah, basically your job is uh, you uh, dismantle, like, derelict starships. And so, like, um, you, like, use, like, different, like, cutting tools and... And, like, it's all, like, you know, zero-G, so, like, you have to move around with your little thrusters in your, uh, suit. Um, and, like, certain parts of the ship you'll want to send to, like, the furnace for, you know, meltdown. Then there's, uh, like, a section for, um, processing, like, for, like, your, you know, more, um, uh, profitable materials. And then, like, you know, say the ship has, like, some cool, like, chairs or, like, an interesting, like, flight system or something. You pull that out and put it into, like, the salvage section. And so you're making money as you're, uh, you know, salvaging the ship. And, like, um, you know, you got to be careful because sometimes it'll be, like, uh, exposed, like, like, leaks or something. And, you know, your torch might catch something on fire or, um... Uh, sometimes just, you know, momentum in space, you can, um, like, if you have, like, a cool tether thing that you can use to, like, move the stuff around in space into the right places, um, but you can also use it to, like, like grab onto stuff that's kind of far away and reel yourself in, um, but you can, like, pick up a lot of speed, and, like, the physics in space are real silly, and uh, if you're not careful, you can just smash into the side of something and like there'll be like a big old crack down your, uh, the front of your uh, space helmet. Uh, oxygen starts leaking and um, I almost died one time and I got to the little, uh, there's a little thing where you can refill your oxygen and stuff. So I just, I was so close to it, I hit the button and it's like, oh, now you can buy oxygen and repair your suit. And I'm like, hooray, <laughs> almost died. And um it's a pretty neat game. It's like, like, I don't know. Uh, there's been a, like a bunch of games that where you like work and do like jobs and stuff, but this one's like in space, which also space space, space is like the ultimate wilderness. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah, and it's first person, um, and um, 
it's it's a it's a pretty neat little game. It's very zen like once you get like going and you're like, okay, uh, I know this piece goes here. I gotta cut these things to make sure this thing floats off to here. And, um, I don't want to damage this thing because if I damage it, I can't sell it for as much money. It's a it's a, like I said, it's it's pretty neat, very zen like, you know. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's kind of cool because uh, I mean. Like, unless the game is in some way, like, procedurally generated, then, I mean, what is, like, salvaging a giant ship if not solving a giant puzzle? Like, yeah, it's, ju- it's just well, a puzzle game done in a... procedurally, yeah. Oh, wait, are they... Just, a, like, not, like, a lot, but, like, certain inner, th- like, things inside them, like, maybe there'll be more, like, a, like a more valuable bench or something, oh, or, okay. or, like, some kind of weird thing, or... Because I was thinking, like, um, you know, these just essentially would be elaborate puzzles. Like, okay, here's a puzzle yeah. for you to solve. Here's a derelict ship. It can, contains these things and can be dissected and fucking split up and salvaged in certain ways, and you want to maximize your profit. Uh, you know... What is that if not just a fucking high score puzzle game? That sounds pretty fucking cool. Pretty uh, much, yeah. You know, played in a fucking first person setting with you know wacky space grapple physics. Like sound sounds pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah, I am alarmed by the idea that you can like you know move too fast and like the physics get wonky and you know cause you to almost die. Like I feel like oh I yeah, don't know, like that that you know that's one of the things in games that should be less tethered to reality like i want to fucking go wild and fly all over the place and you know do careless shit i don't really want to have to think about like look fall damage is one thing but like if i'm in space and i accidentally bop into something a little bit too hard and it cracks my fucking like you know view and it's causing me to die i'm gonna be a little bit upset like yeah i kind of want to just be able to fly all over the place with reckless abandon um, I, I thought you were going to say fall damage is one thing, but if I fall in space, I'm just falling forever. Well, like, how am I going to fall damage? It depends on which way you're falling. Who knows well, if you you'll could, ever make contact you with something and receive all that fall damage. You could definitely get uh, sucked into the furnace. So That's not good. Yeah, I, I haven't. I've been close. And when it does, like your, fi- your like, visor like starts fogging up and stuff. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh no. Yeah. Ultimate <laughs> fall damage being sucked into a, you know, a sun or a furnace of some kind. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, if I'm kind of moving all over the place and experiencing the, the freedom of, like, fun outer space movement, and I accidentally fucking break my face mask and start dying, I'm going to be a little bit pissed. <laughs> like, well, they... I, li- they, uh, again, they, I like to just they go your in... DNA. Balls out. Balls to the wall. So they can clone you. Yeah, but see, then that increases your debt. And you just have to keep That's playing true. for longer. Like, so, I mean... That, you know, that's another factor to it. Like, if you... If you're just going around all willy-nilly killing yourself and then being recloned, like, does this game have, like, a definitive ending? And does it get to the point where it's like, all right, well, you salvage all the derelict spaceships, but you use, like, 30 bodies to do it. You're never going to fucking work off this debt. Like, is it, you know, is there, a, is there a game over scenario in which, you know, it's like, all right, you borrowed too many bodies. Like, God, we use I so many cloning resources on you, you dipshit space salvage man well every morning you have to pay like a percentage of what you owe okay and so i I haven't run out of money yet as far as like so i don't know if they're like okay well you're not making enough money so we're just gonna shut your program down or whatever Mm. but um 
But yeah, just... God, David, just imagine an Animal Crossing game in which Tom Nook comes to you every day and asks you for a little bit more money to continue playing the game. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you didn't catch enough fish or, like, do enough bugs yesterday. Oh, you got stuck in a pitfall. Like, uh, you know, you, you haven't completed the art wing of the museum yet. What's your problem? You know, on the one hand, I feel like I would hate that. But on the other hand, I feel like it would make me catch more fish. (laughs) Frankly, Animal Crossing could use these stakes. (laughs) I'm just just like coming after me. It's like, you only caught 10 fish yesterday. What's your problem? Like, half of me wants to be like, fuck this. I'm not playing it. And then the other half's like, you're right. Let me catch like 15. Yeah, I cloned you that sexy wolf. You're going to need to catch some more fish to make up for that. I'm just imagining. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, which wolf? The sexy one. The sexy one. Oh, okay. All if, wolves. Have, have you guys all seen uh, the Prestige, ow. or care if I spoil the ending of the Prestige? Whoa, 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 Johnny! What, what, what are you presuming to do here, man? Are you gonna, are you gonna reveal the I nature? Seen this the pres- has to do with uh, <laughs> uh, taking apart derelict space. You're gonna reveal the nature of Tesla's machine. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's, if if you guys are okay with it, (laughs) I'm thinking I would say no, because I would like Jesse to see the movie. Wait, wait, wait. Jesse hasn't seen The Prestige? I haven't seen it, no. Oh, shit. All right. Then strike everything I just said from the record. It doesn't have anything to do with clone slugs in space. (laughs) 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 At all. What? Uh, no, I guess no, it doesn't. No, No. it doesn't. It's a, it's a movie about rival magicians. (laughs) Um, you know, really, I was more than anything. I didn't realize Jesse hadn't seen it. I was really interest, interested to see how Johnny could possibly connect it to this game. But, um, man, I mean, Sorry, I, s- I see how he could, but it's a good movie, and maybe we should do a movie night so Jesse can experience it. Yeah, tonight. And Johnny, and then at the end, turn I on the prestige to- right now. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Game five. It's time for the prestige. <laughs> Spoilers, that is not how that movie begins. <laughs> it, should, it really should lead off with Hugh Jackman just coming on stage going, It's time! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, it, more movies really should start like that. Announcing them <laughs> with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman coming on yeah. in every movie. It's, it's time for Avatar: The Way of Water, guys. Um, <laughs> God, could you imagine if the first MCU X Men movie is just Hugh Jackman walking out with the claws? Yeah. It's time. Yeah. Listen, we're really sorry. I'm not doing this anymore, but it is time. <laughs> yeah, we finally have something. Um, Jesus. Yeah, um, no, Jesse, this game sounds cool, man. I have literally never heard of this game. This is uh, this is some wild-ass Game Pass-ass shit. Um, yeah, I, I've heard it talked about on some podcasts and stuff, but it never really... I, like, it sounded interesting, but then you said first-person games, and I was like, hey, this game's first-person. Maybe I should check this out. What's and, the what's the leeway within the game for just kind of cruising around, walking around, checking out the spaceship? Like... Um, it's not, like, bad, like... Like what Obviously, I told, at some point, like, you got to get to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, the tutorial is really good. Um, doesn't give you any of the HUD stuff at first. The dude's just like, just, you know, fly around in space, get your bearings and stuff. But then once you've figured it out, you have to deal with, like, um, oxygen and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
other than that, like, um, unless, like I said, I was, I tethered myself from pretty far away and reeled myself in pretty quickly. So like the, you know, I, you know, I earned the, the, <laughs> the damage I got is what I'm saying. Like if you're just zooming around like normally, you're not going to hurt yourself, you know? Cool. Um. So, like, you know, if, if you act like you would act in space, probably, um, you should be okay. See, that's the thing, um, though. I mean, like, you mentioned, like, oh, you know, maybe you find some, like, rare furniture and something. I kind of would like a game in which you're simply walking around, like, derelict spaceships, not with any kind of timing or agenda. Like, I, I would like to walk around and just check out, like, oh, man, what happened here? This place is nice. Hmm. Shame this spaceship went out of business. But I do like that desk. That's pretty cool. Like, just really soaking up the details of, like, an abandoned spaceship. Sounds like a pretty cool game. You can maybe, if you want to add a story element to it, add, like in, Void Bastards. <laughs> add in things like uh, like the Fallout computers where you can kind of catch little lore bits or, like, a Metroid Prime thing where you scan things and learn what went on. But, like, honestly, I don't really want to know what's going on. If you just give me a nice-looking spaceship to kind of wander around and... Be like, oh man, this place is kind of sweet. Yeah, I'd be into that. And then eventually, eventually, you can start, you know, salvaging it and accomplishing something for the game. But like, frankly, the you know, the out of this world setting, especially on. So you like, want No Man's Sky? Uh, maybe I do. Um, but like, I don't know. I again. I kind of don't. I don't know about the procedural generation. I, I want like, okay, here's a here's a nice ship that we designed for you to look around. Like, oh, this is, wow, this is so nice. <laughs> it's, it's like you want some kind of video game that takes place at like a spaceship museum. Yes, where you're just touring a museum. I, I want a virtual like, tour of a spaceship. A VR program. That's all I want, guys. Like, this place is nice. <laughs> they really fit. look at the attention to detail on these table legs. This is grand. What a nice spaceship this is. Little placards, you know, saying like back in the 23rd century. Yeah. Space explorers used to. A game that puts me on, you know, an approximation of a nice spaceship. Does something heinous have to have happened there? No. (laughs) A lot of a lot of museums and stuff now have uh, the tours done with the 3DS. So I've like, seen that in a lot of places, or not a lot of places, but I've seen examples of that <laughs> in, you know, like just like the Louvre and the stuff, Louvre, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. Like, yeah, here's your virtual I'm, tour. I'm, it's a fucking 3DS. Like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we step back a brief moment? Did you say the Lorf? I said the Louvre. Lorf. <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's how you say it, John. How do you <laughs> say it? I've never been to the fucking museum. <laughs> I think it's definitively that's not how you say it. It's Louvre. There's a <laughs> fucking R they... in it. Yeah, French does it's the whole French. thing. French has tons of extra letters they just straight up don't use. <laughs> Excuse the fuck out of me, guys. You know, sorry, you worldly motherfuckers know exactly how to pronounce words in French. You know. I know where the fuck you oui, guys oui. are from. Don't get all hoity-toity on me, you mustache-twirling, monocle-having-ass motherfuckers. <laughs> I used Stop to spend... It. For years, I thought, because of how French just drops random letters, I thought it was called a pre-fee menu, not a prefix menu. <laughs> and my first time out with Danielle, I said, oh, let's do the pre-fee menu. She's like, the, the what? The pre- <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> she leaves. Uh. Oh, these guys are so kaiwai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
you know, seriously, I'm taking lessons on how to fucking pronounce words from John Regan of all people. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking like embarrassing pronunciation stories, I was probably 10 or 11 before I learned it was Colonel and not Colonel. That is embarrassing. Severely I had only seen it written. <laughs> and you're no longer welcome at any KFC. <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> the col- the col- I'll take the colonel special. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Game five.
All right, guys. So this game uh, contains 54 different categories across six degrees of rarity, describing the game's flora and fauna. And this information is shown alongside information regarding biomes, weather, and NPC behavior when landing in a new area. Sounds like the song is over. It's time. Hold on, Scooby. It's time <laughs> to reveal your answers. But it's also time to thank our requester. Uh, thank you so much for this fan request. The Link Floyd in Discord. Link, excellent request. Superb request. And uh, I've got people ready to show their answers. Johnny! Says Wario's Woods. He's right. I can't believe it, but this is it. It's Wario's Woods. He, he did it again, this motherfucker. Um, 
Johnny's correct. Uh, Jesse says Jack Hanna HD collection. Uh, the Wild Man. And David says I was vibing to the music and not actually paying attention. I'm so sorry. Unforgivable. Um, no, sadly, uh, only Johnny got this correct. But in a more technical way, the correct answer is, of course, No Man's Sky. Guys, this episode really has been a grand uh, little adventure of an episode that would almost lend, you know, it would, it might make people think that we were like planning the show, like on a, on a certain script at times, you know, mentioning that, uh, you know, the ultimate wilderness is space uh, more than, more than once, you know, even in the intro mentioning what's, uh, what's uh, more dangerous wilderness than underwater space. Um, and then even as recently as the last segment, Jesse, uh, invoking no man's sky as a response to what I would like out of a space exploration game, as opposed to just wandering around a beautiful ship. He thinks I would like a procedurally generated goddamn universe. Um, I assure you, we didn't fucking discuss any of this and yet also somehow we came up with two wario games for the show this is a weird episode we got here guys shut up you're tipping our hand oh we planned it so perfectly we said we wanted wild first person games which got us two wario games and a couple of space games and also dinosaurs that breathe fire uh t-rex with arms it's uh it's pretty great um but yeah, man, No Man's Sky. Uh, you know, I could say with more than 100% certainty that Johnny and David never went anywhere near this. Jesse, did this show up on Game Pass at some point? Have you have you dipped your toe into No Man's Sky? Well, yes, but um, I was on board with this game since it was announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember them talking about this game and reading all about it, and there was, like, at the time, like, three dudes making this game, yeah. or very little amount of people, and hearing the stuff that they were going to do, it was like, if they can pull this off, yeah. this is going to be, like, every, like, Star Trek, like, sci-fi nerd's, like, wet dream. Yeah, it's insane. And, like, when it came out... People were pissed because it wasn't like they didn't have everything he mentioned that he wanted to be in the game. Right. And like, I thought it was fine. Like back then, like I was like, "This is cool. We're going to different planets. You're you're scanning uh, new creatures, and they're all looking fucked up, and you get to name them. And um, so if someone somehow finds your planet, they'll be like." Oh, wow, some guy named this the Decapotamus. Great. <laughs> um, and um, Okay, I feel like I have not played this game, but I feel like I would have played it had there been something called the Decapotamus. Well, no, but like, see, that's I'm the, sure now someone, you've piqued but, my interest. So that's the beauty of it, David. So, you know, one of the things that initially fucking pissed people off about this game is that they said there was going to be multiplayer, and then it took them a while to implement it. But yes, you know... So, Jesse, every 
is everything in this game all contained like within one universe? Like, can you find a planet yeah. and then later on I find it and I find your dumb name for it? Is that what it is? Yeah, that, that could happen. Okay. Um, it, but, but see, like, I love the infinitesimally small possibility of that happening. Yeah. Um, you know, because uh, like the math connected to this game and like just the idea of this game, it boggles the mind. And yeah, it's I like, how did a small team of developers ever promise that they were going to get something like this done? And then, you know, of course the hype got away from them. And people were pissed when this launched. And it wasn't everything they expected. And then, from what I've heard, in the years following the immediate launch of the game, oh, yeah. they've added more features. And they've made the game better. And now the game is... Like, it's more than what he... <laughs> right, exactly. Like, it's, it's way more it's than what great. was initially promised, and it's kind of, it's it's redeemed. Like, this really is just a case of, like, hey, don't over-promise on day one. And <laughs> you know, then, uh, you know, maybe under-promise and then over-deliver. Or don't over-deliver, because this game is insane in how ambitious it is. Um, yeah, it's... It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, um, so, David, are you aware of exactly... Not, uh, actually, I could say exactly, because there is an exact number of possible planets within the No Man's Sky universe. Uh, I believe it's something like 56 unique biomes. 56 unique biomes, yes, but there's also other factors to... Uh, uh, er, sorry, it's not 56 unique biomes. 54 categories of rarity of flora and fauna, but then there's also uh, the overall biome of the planet, there's the weather... There's the whether or not the NPCs, or if there are even NPCs on the planet, whether or not they're hostile. Um, are you aware oh. of just how many possible, you know, uh, planets there are in this game? Okay, so based on the like 54 unique whatnot, and including different combinations of other factors like natives and hostility um, as well as just like types of planet um, I'm going to say the number is six yes <laughs> that's the thing so no man's sky contains six unique planets <laughs> and after that <laughs> which is why people were so disappointed <laughs> yeah they promised a, they just added a seventh one they promised a whole universe and they only <laughs> did six planets it was crazy, man. This, that fucking dickhole, Sean Murray, just you know, made it sound like he had some idea. Never got there. Um, they were going to have seven, but then they decided Pluto wasn't a planet, so it was just six. Exactly. Um, what I like about this is it's supposed to be procedurally generated, so do you just keep visiting the same six planets again and again? Like, see, that's the thing. I, you know, I haven't played the game, so I don't know. But the... Like, apparently, the number of possible planets, given all the different factors in this game and the procedural generation thing they've got going on, if you'll excuse me to clear my throat, the number of planet seeds in this game, 18 quintillion, 446 quadrillion, 744 trillion, 73,709,551,616. So I was close. You were in, you were in the ballpark. <laughs> what's what's even crazier is like the file size of this game isn't that big. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's like 
I'm like, how, like many, 20, how many factors are really going 80? into these things? If, you, if you're generating 18 quintillion planets, what, 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 what are we basing that on? <laughs> like, is there just can, one can rock I, out of place in each planet? Like, what I, the fuck? I got a question. <laughs> what the hell is a quintillion? That's a very good question, Johnny. It's, it's a lot. It's a thousand quadrillion <laughs> is what it is. Okay, so next question. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. Okay, see where quadrillion. this is going. Quadrillions, a thousand, trillion. Okay, okay, now we're talking my language. I know trillion. R- do you? You see the trillion. Yeah, exactly. Explain oh, yeah, to yeah, me yeah. what a trillion of something is, Johnny. It's a thousand billions. That's right. <laughs> An infinitely impossible to, like, uh, you know, really fathom number. Um, but yeah, so apparently there's a possible 18 quintillion uh, planets in this game. And so, yes, like, you know, Jesse and I can start playing this game and we can go out there and discover new worlds and call them, you know, fucking like super dick butt world. And then maybe by some insane stroke of luck, someone else can discover them. Like, is, you know, is, Jesse, do you have any idea? Is there any system in place to which, like, you can discover something, and I can actually, like, get an exact coordinate and go visit it. Well, they do have, like, hubs. Like, there's, like, this weird, um, I forget how to describe it. It's like a diamond-looking, like, alien technology that you fly into. It's the plumb bob it, like, from can, The Sims, isn't it, it? Yeah, yeah. God damn it. And you, like, uh, <laughs> connect with, like, other players there, and you can go do, like, multiplayer missions. Okay, uh, so you can, like, move together. Adventure and stuff with other people. But, like, just left to your own devices. Explore the world, or explore the universe of 18 quintillion planets. (laughs) It's possible that I just happen to stumble across somebody else's planet they discovered? It's, you know... But even considering these numbers... It could happen. Infinitesimally small? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but it could happen. It's possible in the sense that you can win the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> I think your odds of winning the lottery are actually significantly better. Yeah, it seems like actually my, my odds of winning the lottery are way better than actually experiencing No Man's Sky multiplayer. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, um, it's hard to fathom it's- just how huge the game is. And that is all to say... This game was fucking daunting, and I never fucking played this. It's like, you heard about this, it's like, okay, well, even when they kind of, like, you know, over-promised and under-delivered, it's like, no, I'm not going to fucking pick that up and play it. Like, what am I, just going to explore a fucking universe? Like, you know, no, that's insane. There's too much. It's too big. <laughs> like, and, oh, no, it, it hurts my brain to think about these fucking games. God, can you imagine... If they said that during the space race, <laughs> it's too big. Uh, fuck it. Too much. I ain't got $60 on this. I'm not paying any amount of money to go out there. No, no, I'm not the Russians have it. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Yuri, it's all yours, buddy. <laughs> Yuri man sky. <laughs> you can fucking have it. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, no, honestly, I mean, the game seems fucking immense. And... Like, I'm curious, like, is there, I mean, like, is there, can you even call it a game if you're just exploring an endless fucking universe? Well, like, there's quests there's and stuff you can do. Like, there's, like, a big main quest line you can follow and okay. to find out, like, what, why this weird technology exists and, Word. and yeah, why. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I assume it's all about exploring and worlds and harvesting things and probably working towards some goal, but it's still just, like, 
don't know, man. What if I shoot off in the wrong direction and I end up in some fucking crazy ass planet? What if I just get lost in like a, you know, like a corner of the universe of these impossible to conceive number of places to go? What if I just end up in the corner that's all bullshit? What if I end up in like the bullshit galaxy? (laughs) John, you say, what if I end up with some crazy ass planet? Like, that's a bad thing. I would love to wind up on a crazy ass planet. Yes. You're right. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, could you think about all the different adventures and characters that you would meet if you wound up lost in space? Like, I feel Ooh. like there's a TV show there. <laughs> I hate or, it. hear me out, a movie. Oh, no, there's not. Starring Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> no, I don't know about the movie. Let's go with the show Gary Oldman monster. And Heather Graham. Oh, no. And Lacey Chabert. And William Hurt, R.I.P. Big Hurt. Um, no kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it, that's the thing. I mean, like, it's just, it's like, you know, this game seems wild and crazy, and like an incredibly ambitious thing for somebody to try to pull off. And it sounds like they finally, after several years of kind of tweaking it and adding things to it, have made it more of what. Pe- you know, people would consider like a desirable game to play, but even back in just its like you know, like early stages, I'm like, oh no, no, no! Like I, I, I barely wanted to play Skyrim when it would just have like an NPC walk up to you and be like, hey, actually, I have one more thing for you to do. Can you go to this place and you know find something? Like, you know, like Skyrim and Fallout Four have like endless quests because people just keep walking up to you and asking for things. What if there were 18 quintillion different people walking up to you and asking for things? It, you know, it, I can't process <laughs> the possibility of, like, diving into this game. And that's just, that's, you know, that's the thing. It's just, like, it's, uh, it's too much. Like, there, you know, it, and it betrays the whole premise of the game for there to really even be, like, a direction or for there to be, like, even... 100 shared worlds that we all know about that the missions take place on because the point is to explore and find things so like it's a tough game to even wrap my head around and that's why I never played it <laughs> like just no no I'm sorry right, I'm, no John Sky I, I, I simply don't have the galaxy brain I'm a <laughs> you know I'm a basic bitch I'll stick with my fighting games and my fucking, you know, shitty little games that I play. No procedurally generated endless fucking universe for me. <laughs> like, oh man. Okay, John, hear me out. Tekken with 18 quintillion procedurally generated fighters. No, see, here's the what? I've never played a Tekken. That's pretty much like stages, the basic move list of everyone. Everyone has like 18 quintillion moves. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, what are you trying to pull here? <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a lot of moves in the game. There's too many endings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine all the endings? You know, how many of them have the devil gene at that point, Johnny? How many volcanoes is Hayachi dumped exactly. into? <laughs> you know, it's so hard to explore these volcanoes. <laughs> This one where a volcano is dumping his kid into Hayachi. God. Yeah, no, uh, man. <laughs> There's the ending where the volcano is just Wario's ass. Right. So, yeah, you know, uh, I... Man. No, Johnny, I'm sorry. I can't can't conceive of a fighting game in which you have to choose between 18 quintillion characters. Uh, 
<laughs> how large would the character select screen be? I mean, how would you even see the, the differences in people? <laughs> if you hit random, it just belts your Right, game. exactly. How, yeah, how many people are fighting at once? <laughs> you start the arcade mode where you have to fight all the other fighters. Yeah. It just splashes <laughs> the like, you will never finish this. Yeah. No, you've made a mistake. <laughs> it's a great value for one quarter, but you've made a serious mistake. Um, you know, there's a big difficulty spike around, you know, it's eight billion. <laughs> um. <laughs> Imagine the same quarter being played across generations of people trying to beat this game. Mm -hmm. Somebody just has to be there <laughs> yeah. to hit continue. Um, but yeah, no, um, I mean, this thing, it's its tough for me to even wrap my head around a game like No Man's Sky. And so, talking about it, I feel like we're not doing it much of a service. But, at the same time, you know, we're just, you know, this is us talking about it on one of many planets, many planes of existence, many realities. Somewhere out there in those 18, you know, quadrillion fucking planets. Quintillion. Uh, you know, there's, uh, yeah, excuse me, quintillion, not quadrillion. Well, you know, fuck me. <laughs> Order magnitude, man. Yeah, basic <laughs> so, bitch ass. Um, somewhere so just, out there, there's there's a, a Game That Tune podcast where we all played it and we all, like, discovered all the worlds. And uh, I hate listening to that podcast. I'd rather listen to us. <laughs> like... So, just for my own curiosity, I imagine a fighting game with 18 quintillion characters, if every match was one second, it would take you 584 billion years to play through. Okay. And then the endings. How, how long is the universe supposed to last? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get on that right after I finish One Piece. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so it, it's great that these guys made a game that can be played until the end of literal existence. But, <laughs> you know, I think I'm just going to stick with more finite games. It's difficult for me to fathom this game. But, you know, it's got a kind of fun, uh, kind of fun soundtrack. It's got a, uh, you know, it's got some, you know, some cool ambience and then some cool, like, uh, kind of fucking noise to it. That's the other thing. Really, listening to the soundtrack to get ready for the show, I'm like, now listen, if I'm traveling all over this goddamn procedurally generated universe, I don't want to listen to fucking insane noise. Like, you know, mellow out a little bit, guys. Like, why the fuck is this music so intense? It's goddamn empty-ass galaxy. Where is this noise coming from? Like, you know, chill out. That's me to you. Whoever 65 Days of Static is. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you your soundtrack. Uh, it, could, it could chill out just a little bit. Um, but yeah. This game. Uh, impossible to talk. And therefore, I would say... Maybe we feed the game into the calculating computer and see if maybe she can play it faster than we are. You know, is the calculating computer an AI? Have we, have we taught the calculating computer to play the games that we either can't or don't want to play? <laughs> um, no. Yeah, I, I looked into it, and unfortunately, to, for the computer to simulate playing 18 quintillion plants in our lifetime, I think we have to invent quantum computing. <laughs> so we, I, I don't think and guys like I'm pretty good but like I'm, I'm not quantum good <laughs> so like you know what's the gap between 
uh, like making a new GIF appear on GTT Radio and quantum computing that can make the calculated computer actually play the games for us? Um, I think it's about the same as the difference between a quadrillion and a quintillion, which is about a quintillion. Okay. <laughs> so we're not quite there, is what you're saying. No. <laughs> Damn. Well, Johnny, then I say uh, continue the research. And uh, maybe hopefully we, we drive those Patreon subscriptions. <laughs> uh, and maybe, uh, yeah, we just accept that No Man's Sky is... Um, outrageous and insane and like you know it, it, uh, real quick before we go to the document, it's also funny that a game in which the algorithm that generates the planets generated 18 quintillion planets somehow gamers were still disappointed <laughs> when the game launched <laughs> like hey now hold on <laughs> you said there would be all this stuff what about multiplayer it's like, there's 18 quintillion planets for you to explore you can play this game until like the fucking universe folds in on itself like a you know a thousand tiny sheets forming one knife and game yeah, but i want to wave at my friend exactly yeah we've all seen the time knife but i'd like to see my friend's name displayed when i play no man's sky like it's fascinating <laughs> that this game was capable of disappointing anybody, but truly never underestimate the ability of people that play video games to get shitty about something. <laughs> Capital G Gamers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Oh, sorry. I was uh, checking up on the chat. What was that? Beeps. Capital G Gamers. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Regan. Wow. Hey! As likely as finding the same planet in No Man's Sky uh, as your friend that is also playing it, Johnny has won tonight's episode of Gain That Tune. Fantastic, Johnny. Well done. A true man of the wilderness. Yes, exactly. The yes. wild man John Regan. Um, we call him, you know, uh, Mr. Stilts. Uh, you know, this Johnny Stingray. First person Regan. Mm-hmm. No man's Johnny. Um, Johnny Woods. No, you know, there's no Wario puns to be made with Johnny. Johnny's too clean to be Wario. Man, Johnny. Am I? <laughs> I figure with that much body hair, you kind of have to learn cleanliness. Yeah. At pretty early, uh, early age. I, uh, Wario, actually, you know, we can briefly unpack this a little bit. You know, we never really see Wario... Um, Naked? Yeah, you know, with any, you know, lesser clothing on. Like, is, is Wario a really hairy guy? You know, in the Mario and Sonic Olympic games, mm. um, you can see him in, like, swimwear, yeah. and he's pretty bare-chested. Now, do you think that's because it's swimming and he shaved all his body hair? Probably. Yeah, so that's just, that's a swimming variant. But, like, Wario all natural. Um, do you think he looks like John Regan, or do you think he's, uh, you know, just he's got a testosterone deficiency and he has no chest hair? I kind of feel like... He doesn't have a beard. He shaves no, those I sideburns. Kinda... 
I kind of feel like Wario looks like Austin Powers. Like, he has a thick amount of chest hair in, like, one area, and then he's pretty clear everywhere else. Okay, that's possible. Anyway, Johnny, you are not the Wario of the show. You're the John Regan of the show. Don't try to be the Wario of the show. Try, you know, Don't try to be the next Wario. Try to be the first John Regan. And you've been accomplishing that on this show for years and years and years now. Or possibly the second John no, Regan. No, 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 the first John Regan. <laughs> um, you know, he was I've been fir- solidly not wiring for so long. I am very good at not farting into the microphone. Thank God. <laughs> Which I feel like is what Wario would do. You are the first John Regan of Game That Tune. Your father has been on the show. He's the second one. <laughs> uh, that's the only way I can redeem that. But also, Johnny, you could redeem it right now by picking a theme for next week's episode. Oh, man. Okay. Um, there were so many ways to be inspired on this episode by, you know, it's like last week how Jesse picked the game and I thought first person wilderness. If you're thinking Space Wario, then this is a great episode to be inspired by. <laughs> Well, what I, so I originally had an idea. I was thinking, what about Sega Genesis games and not Sega Genesis games? See, no, we're not um, doing that insane-ish. <laughs> and I specifically mean either it's a Sega Genesis exclusive or it did not come out on Sega Genesis at all, so you cannot pick a Super Nintendo game that also came out on Sega Genesis. Uh, but that's still basically just a free play. So I was thinking also about... Um, you know, we, we had the first-person wilderness, so I thought about third-person sterile games, but, uh... <laughs> third-person, you know, base of the laboratory, or other, or avoid, you know, kind of environment. Games take place in a vacuum? In the yeah. <laughs> Johnny, I think free play might just be the So, you know, I am going to say that. I'm going to say third-person games... Or games in sterile environments. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see what kind of question you get. <laughs> what a great redemption of me. Yeah. You, uh... Man, I can't wait to pick Lovecraft Adventures in the Void. <laughs> mm hmm. Man, uh, fucking iron lung the game. It's going to be really great. So, uh, cool. Johnny's picked games taking place third person and or games uh, in sterile environments. In sterile. <laughs> Oh, I'm not cool with this, but it'll be fine. We'll, we'll make it happen. Because, you know, guess what? It's going to be mostly third-person games. <laughs> so, um, great pick, Johnny. Can't wait to uh, sterilize ourselves and also <laughs> play some third-person games next week. It's going to be good. So, wowie, Johnny. What a pick. And what a show. What a fantastic show it's been tonight. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, everybody, watching live with us. We are live every Wednesday night. We are on Twitch. We are on YouTube. We're on Facebook. 
Search for Game That Tune. If you love us, we're always there on Wednesday nights making this podcast. We're in podcast form on Tuesday mornings. Our podcasts are available at GameThatTune.com or anywhere that you get your podcasts. We love you guys uh, listening to Game That Tune in podcast form. Rate and review and subscribe and all the things that people do to a podcast. You guys keep doing it to Game That Tune. and We love you for it, baby. Uh, thank you to everybody checking out Patreon. Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got Game That Tune gems. We just published a new episode uh, all about the January releases. January 1993, 2003, 2013. A crazy mix of video game music from 30, 20, and 10 years ago. That's Game That Tune gems. We've got uh, mixtapes. We've got movie commentaries we've got all kinds of fun things going on at patreon and you help us keep the lights on at our 24 7 video game music live stream that's radio.gamethattune.com gtt.rocks it's the home for video game music on the internet uh provided to you by us and we love giving it to you guys uh, so we thank everybody for checking out Patreon and supporting the show. want to give a special shout-out to our absurd fans on Patreon. Of course, I'm talking about Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, and Beast Pond. A fantastic group of Patreon absurd fans that we've got there. Um, our request tonight came to us via Discord. Uh, Discord is a fantastic place to make a request. Check out GameNetTune.com for a Discord link and all our other links to all our little various things that we've got going all over the place. Uh, you can also make your request at GameNetTune.club. And we want to give another shout-out to our requester tonight. Of course, it was the Link Floyd. Thank you so much, Link, for that request via our Discord server. And that's going to do it. Guys, what a show it's been. Johnny. Oh, wait. Gonna... We got a voicemail in during the show. Son of a bitch. We also got a voicemail in during the show. I wonder who it could be from who took a bathroom break during the show. <laughs> I was peeing. What's more terrifying than a stingray on stilts? Two stingrays on stilts. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. How did you not recognize Jesse's phone number on the fucking voice <laughs> Alright, so taking this out, my bonus tunes. <laughs> I found this awesome remix of Hydro City Zone or Hy Hydrocity Zone from uh, Song of the Hedgehog 3 by Hydroxy. a YouTuber named <laughs> a YouTuber named John Tay. Um... He seems to be pretty pretty good at this. He's uh, doing remixes with the actual uh, Sega Genesis sound chip, the YM2612. Well, that's a fantastic remix that we've got coming for you guys. And peace out, everybody.
Wario's Woods is copyright 1994 Nintendo Company Limited. Turok Dinosaur Hunter is copyright 1997 Acclaim Entertainment. Wario Land 2 is copyright 1998 Nintendo Company Limited. Hard Space Shipbreaker is copyright 2022 Blackbird Interactive. No Man's Sky is copyright 2016 Hello Games Limited. But no, like I said, for the most, like, the so, you know, autopsy videos sucked. Everything else has been cool. We went to the Lethal Force training range. That was actually really interesting. I, I did the training simulator, and I died so fast. I was so bad at it. I just got... You had to do a police training simulator? Yeah, so my simulation, my scenario was um, I was on a call for a domestic disturbance, like a neighbor reported hearing fighting or whatever. Kill the woman. <laughs> so I get there. You missed the woman and the woman. <laughs> I get there and I walk up the steps and like you you hear shouting and you look in the window and there's a guy hunched over a woman. You know, a woman's on the couch like, bah! and I, I shout like, I'm like, like, hey, back up, back up, you know, back up. And the guy backs up. I'm like, okay. You like turn around. He starts turning around. He's got like a shotgun. And I'm like, hey, man, put the, put the gun down, put the gun down. And he very slowly poises at me. And I finally go to shoot, and I shoot like four rounds, and they all miss. What the And fuck? then he shoots me. This is crazy. And I died. I was like, fuck. He um, gave you every opportunity to kill him. <laughs> almost everybody. You see how hard it is to be a fucking police? <laughs> almost everybody died in the simulator, except one guy got a headshot on a guy with a stapler. Gets a headshot, but then the guy, like, like this, his simulation was, um, you're on a call for a burglary, and it's like a warehouse at like midnight or something wait, like wait. that. So the juror shot the suspect with a stapler, or the guy was brandishing a stapler and the juror shot him in the head. With a gun? <laughs> the second one, the guy, the guy was brandishing. <laughs> no, so it's it's you walk, it's you go to a warehouse, it's like midnight, you get a call about a burglary, and the guy's there, he's like, hey man. Like, what are you doing? How I'm at work, man. Leave me alone, right? And he's just being real belligerent. And he's got mm. his hand, like, kind of behind a box. He can't see what's back there. And right. so, so he's like, hey, man, get your hand, pull your hand up. I got to see that hand. And the guy's like, what? I work here. Leave me alone, you know? And then he, like, pulls out a stapler and pretends it's a gun and shoots it. And the juror <laughs> shot him in the head. Because <laughs> like, he pulled it out so fucking fast. It's like, oh, sh fuck. You know, yeah. you know, shoots him. The best part was uh, he, Wait, he pass? <laughs> No, no, he failed. Okay, he shoots him in the head, and then he's and then he says, "Oh shit!" As he's saying, "Oh shit!" He like shoots again. Like, <laughs> so it's registered that like that's not a gun. He's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> Kill him anyway. <laughs> I gotta plant something uh, on him. Yeah, I can't stop now. I'm in too deep. Yeah, exactly. Sprinkle some crack on him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want to fucking do this training simulator. It was, this fucking sounds crazy. It was awesome. My favorite part was it was clearly all like it was it was all video and it was all sh clearly shot like in the 90s. Yes, or, F like fucking crazy SFMV. You play Sega CD games? <laughs> no, it was higher quality than that, but like all the office equipment and computers and things like that. I was like, oh wow, look at all these giant CRT monitors in this office. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's time to slam now, Space Jam. <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome was, to Earth. 
That was an undercover cop's code word. It's time to slam down. That's why I know he's a cop. So I'm slammed out of Space Jam. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck would say that besides a drug addict? <laughs> One juror got killed by a suicidal guy because his gun, like, his the gun jammed. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> so, like, how immersive is this VR? <laughs> it, it's, it's bananas. It's yeah, crazy. It's fucking insane because like, <laughs> then, then they can replay it and it shows you exactly where you shot you know and like frame by frame kind of thing like wait this sounds unrealistic in how detailed it could possibly be uh. it like so it, it is just videos and the what makes it work is you actually have somebody off the computer that like types in what you just did right oh it's not sure What's that? <laughs> click. Oh, he you know, shot him. Quick, click, click. click. <laughs> not, not the, so, no, the shots are automatic, but they'll be like, oh, he said, put the gun down or whatever. And, and then it'll be like, oh, okay. You know, and the guy oh, reacts it's, to it's that. It's like running a soundboard for a fucking police simulation. Yeah. You shouldn't run this, Johnny. <laughs> 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 put the gun down. Spice. <laughs> 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 